sites. That wasn't heard of. And then we, we just did the same thing. Cisco came along and was like, hey, yeah. I got this thing. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's uh it's called dynamic allocation. Uh we're gonna sell you're gonna be selling these things called T1s. So we're gonna put in this Cisco IAD. We're gonna call it, you know, we had the whole presentation revolved around this dynamic allocation drawing that we would do on a board, like it was, you know, some kind of like special science Rocket or science. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, now you you know, when you're not on the phone, you can be using that bandwidth. Doesn't that make sense? You know. Like as opposed yeah. to like a fractionalized <laughs> T1 and stuff. And people are like, what? And we're like, plus it's T1. And then uh, they switched it. Oh, we got frame relay. Yeah. Well, no, actually we were, man, frame relays. We were replacing those back then. This was in Denver. This was back when I was in Denver. But um, the, okay, so talk, so talk to me, man. What's, um, what's your day job right now? What's your day-to-day? Right now, uh, I, I'm the global manager for uh, BAC. So um, I'm doing... Uh, Managing the infrastructure of, of our network, um, doing security as well over there. I find, I, I want, I like that you, 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 there's something, you, there was something on your profile about like, you know, volunteering inner city youth groups and trying to like teach the youth to, I don't know there's a lot of problems with the youth nowadays. So there could be numerous things, but my, my normal thing would be is, Oh, have good character, uh, speak clearly, have confidence, maybe goal planning, maybe realize that you can do a lot if you put your mind to it, you know, things like that. And the fact that you grew up in Baltimore and I know how hard Baltimore can be. I know how hard Germantown can be. I know how hard South side of DC can be. Um, I just, how do you how do you get to where you how do you get to where you are now? Somebody helped me, and honestly, that that that's where the motivation came from. You know, like you said, coming from Baltimore, I saw what was around me. I mean, I, I think I was honestly probably one of the lucky few that had a dad and mom in the same household, mm. like that was in my you know area and vicinity. Yeah. And, um, and still, though, your influences are around you, right? So when you grow up, you got to think, I want as a kid, I want to be the, the superhero on TV or the superhero that I see every day, which was probably a drug dealer. It was probably some some type of gangster. Somebody, well, now I don't want to say gangster, but we, you know, we classify and use words like that. But, um, you know, when you, you, you grow up, you see that, that's what I want to be in, and that's what you strive for. But I had somebody um, at my high school who, who stepped in and, and just, uh, his name was Henry Conway, actually. He stepped in, showed me electronics. You know, it was a trade. It was something to do. I kind of liked it. soldering boards and things like that. And then... It was a trade actually, back then. Kind of interesting. Like, what year was that? What year did you graduate high school? I graduated in 96. So I took this trade in 90, like, two. It was, like, uh, just electronics. Yeah. You still call it a trade nowadays? Would we still call this a trade or we call it more of a profession? Uh... They actually call them trades in Baltimore, but actually, and that's another thing we're trying to address. They're, they're trying to get rid of the trade schools in Baltimore. So that's again, stupid. Kids, yeah, the kids might have had a skill. Again, like I, I know it worked for me. Definitely, I got to see the world and everything. I, in general, I think education, considering that I've been through it, and I was fortunate enough to to have a college education. I don't know how much it did for me. Maybe it helped me. I don't know. Write emails really well. Um, but I see a future in, I don't know if I'd call it a trade school, but I see a future in more of that 
that format of apprenticeship and learning hands-on. And there's a certain amount of, you know, when it comes to technology, there's a certain amount of like, you need to know what an IP address is. You need to know, Mm -hmm. you know, networking terms. You need to understand all of that. But what you learn in school and what you learn hands-on is obviously two different things. And that goes with any trade, whether it be heating and air conditioning, electricity, numerous various different things. And then if we layer in goal setting and, and, and character development and how to run a small business, I think those people, even just statistically, A, make way more money and Definitely. work for themselves. Some of them may hate working for themselves and it might be like, you know, like a lot of work. Uh, maybe they're not doing it right. But, um, uh, you know, I think from like, like the trade school aspect of learning is great. Yeah. Whether we call IT a trade versus a profession now, because I and look at IT as like, you know, ITs are, IT people are like professionals. They're, they're business force multipliers. They save they, the company they, they, from they, harm, like all these things. We're a part of business. And I, I think though, that's the story. I think that's, it, you know, when when a kid comes up, right, and I see a lawyer, right, you just think, yeah, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor. They make a lot of money. You know, I want to be in IT, right? You hear that all the time, right? I want to make a lot of money. But understand it's not what you think. Like, again, we th- I started in the trade of electronics. That didn't get me IT. Mm-hmm. You know, that got me to something that got me to something else that got me to IT. And that's what I want to show. Like, because really, they're not giving that kind of information out. How do I get over here to IT? How do I get myself, to your point, ready for business? How do I sell myself? How do I get these programs that, again, integrate with the business? You know, not just, hey, I have this awesome program. That don't mean anybody's going to buy it. How is it going to bring benefit to what's going on in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a lot. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole episode (laughs) of like, I got this awesome thing. Why should someone buy it? How do we ask questions? How do we act like a doctor and like, you know, basically fill a need and solve a problem as what would your advice be to like, if you could, do you, do you ever look around you and you think, man, there's all these people working for, I don't know, 15 bucks an hour or something, whatever. What's minimum wage now in in Maryland? It's gotta be high actually. Yeah, it's like five, 15, 17, something like that. I'm not even sure. Okay. Do you ever look around all those people and just want to be like, get into IT, man? I, I do. Not that's, not that's like because that. you're going to be like rich or something, but because like no, it's a no. real field. Of- it's a real thing. And that's, I have a, I have a, a, a podcast and that's what it's based on. It's really based on, hey, look at me. I come from your same place and you can get over here and just live a different life. Forget the money. The money going to come at whatever you work hard at, right? I believe that. But over here, I learned, like you said, I learned about financial, just financial literacy. I didn't learn about stocks and crypto and blockchain and all of that stuff until I got in a different crowd of people. And in this world, these things all kind of coexist. So that's what I'm talking about in the podcast. I, I want you to know more than just IT. What is IT? That that whole is black hole, right? You cybersecurity. We could talk. Just we could go on and on and on. And and that's what you want to you want to I want to tell these kids, look, I know you think this is cool, right? This is what you see every day. But let me show you the same person that you are, you could do this and you could change your life. You you can see so much. 
The 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 podcast is is Trip Talk Tech. Tech. Yes, sir. And we can just Google Trip Talk Tech. T R I P P. Oh, Trip Talk. T R I P P T A L K. Tech. We can. I'm assuming we can Google that and you pop up. Yep, you can go. It'll pop up. It's just a YouTube. Nothing huge. But again, just trying to, and, and hopefully it gets bigger because I and what I, my end goal is. It's like you said. Hopefully, I can tie this in with some education programs. You know, you know, if it's cyber cybersecurity wants to step in, a cybersecurity company wants to step in and say, "Hey, we're going to offer education courses because we know it's the next fleet of kids we're going to need in the knock." You know, mm. hey, mm. you know what? Let's let let me give away that a couple of seats in that program, and then we get some kids plugged in. Mm. You know, again, give them opportunities that they don't know that are there. Let so, them fly. So what do we do with the kids in high school right now? We, we got to get them these type of programs. Like, you know, IBM has that skill set program. But how many people know about it? I don't know about it. What is it? It's like a little, they got a website out there. I, I, I'll, um, I'll, I'll get you the address, but I don't have it right off the top of my head. But they, they teach you little small skills about cloud security, you know, mm-hmm. security in general. Uh-huh. You, you know, there's got to be like a pathway into this stuff. So you um, you volunteer at Swing to Soar. Tell yes, me a little bit yeah. about it. Swing to Soar is an organization I created about three years ago. Same same type of um, grab. I, I, I went into the inner city, just went knocking on the school's door. Like, uh-huh. hey, I know you don't have any programs in here dealing with golf. Because my son was a Division One basketball player. I, I, I was in that heavy AU basketball scene. And, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know... A lot of kids get squeezed out. You don't make it. Mm-hmm. So again, when I got in IT, I learned how to play golf. And then I started <laughs> listening to these conversations uh-huh. out here. And I'm realizing life is not what I thought it was, you know? And again, I just want to show... Give me an different. example. Give me an example. Um, again, I'm... Well, for, what did you I'm, think I'm life was before? You. What did you think life was before? And, and what what like was like a, a moment for you? Like a, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought... Life was what I was told in school, right? You work harder than everybody in the school building, you're going to get paid the most money, right? You, you get work hard as every, harder than the, the man next to you. Every man, you become the boss, you make the most money, right? Mm. So I just worked hard as I could day in, day, at, day out. Any alert that came through the phone, I was the first one to grab. I just wanted to be that guy. But then I realized one day, everybody in the summertime kept asking me to cover but three and four guys would be leaving that ship. I'd be like, okay, I got y'all. You know, again, being that guy. Were they playing you know, golf? <laughs> yeah, they were leaving playing golf. I didn't know what was going on. And then I asked after about a month or two, and I'm like, well, hold on all summer. Nobody's here. What's going on? They was like, won't you come out and play some golf? Uh, I didn't know how to play no golf. So and then you realized more business got done. Anyways, go ahead. Dedicated two years to golf, learn how to play, stop uh-huh. playing well enough to get invited and then you just start listening like you said man this this position is about to open up because this person is going here hmm. golf okay. takes dedication man i grew up a little bit but once you get it it's fun you gotta go it, you gotta go to the driving range you gotta play a couple times a week you gotta play you gotta play that that's not a lot but once you get good or once you even just get into whatever good is for you it's addictive love it. it can be addictive very addictive. I grew up in a golfing family, so it's kind of a dying breed in my in my family. My fam- my dad's a doctor, so my dad's uh-huh. a retired doctor. So like golf was like you just That's you just thing. did that. 
So I grew up playing golf and, uh, I have eight kids now. So you just can't leave and play a f- 18 holes of golf for four. You just can't do that. So I got into jujitsu yeah. now. So I do just as much. <laughs> I find you can do jujitsu in the, in the studio early in the morning too. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, kind of like, I don't know, middle-aged executives wanting to, that are into MMA and wanting to do jujitsu now too. So it's, it's kind of a similar, it's, similar type it's, of thing. Yeah, and to that point, right? Like that's a, the second part of my, the, the second niche to the podcast, like the mental health aspect, right? Think about what you just said. You got eight kids. You're doing the podcast. You're doing well. I know you, you, you you're successful with that. You probably got your regular everyday job. <laughs> you need time, right? And most of us at IT, what we do, we, we pound the schedule you give the work all, you get the business almost probably three, two thirds of your day, right? Because you go home, you, that problem didn't go away. You're trying to figure out how to fix it tomorrow. Got your family, you got your kids, they got their problems. Get up, do it again. At some time, that, that stuff just mounts up on you, right? I want to know what the end game, I ask people that all the time. What's the end game? What's the end game for IT? Because I worry, I worry about all my IT brethren, <laughs> you're right, that are out there like, I'm just showing up to work the next day and then, you know, trying to make it to whatever CIO, CTO, whatever that role is. And then what's that? Because I just, I don't see 10 years from now, most people retiring with some kind of pension in IT. I just don't see that. Maybe a 401k and that's kind of a joke too. Because you wasn't around anywhere. Because again, by the time you got that three to five year window, 10, maybe 15, Uh push it. Yeah. Where are you going to retire from? I'm already retired. I was, there you go. I, my, my mentality was, I, was, 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 I'm always working, but always not working. If go. I want to do something, I just do it. Um, well, so, okay. So what was, uh, mentor in high school got you into, what do we call it back then? Electronics, electronics. I was in electricity, electronics. Exactly. Go ahead. Then they brought a program up to uh, our high school uh, from Baltimore City. Actually, they had a shortage on, I think, technicians. So mm-hmm. they ran a, what they call a trade. or They ran a business of IIS out of our high school. Mm-hmm. And I got drafted to go in there out of the electronic class and... The rest was history. I, I think I first played with a I-386, 486 machine. Yep. And uh, Windows 3.1, and it got it installed off of all the disk. <laughs> and then probably maybe almost at the end of class, I think four months later, they came out with Windows 95. <laughs> plug and pray. <laughs> the... the uh... Could, I can't remember. Could we only open one program at a time? I'm trying to remember the old windows. Could you when, only yeah, click on when, one window? Windows window? 3, 1, it, it, it would take that one block window yeah. and that's so it. Win.exe, hit enter, load it, click on a window, exit watch out it, of a window. Watch it start up in DOS and then it pops the visual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made it a window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we went from there. Then what? What happened next? And after that, uh, again, my, my life's been a bunch of hookups. Uh, after that, um, <laughs> there's probably something. There's something to be said there. Then, like, so there. Hey, guys, I hate to say it, but there's nothing you can really do. Just get hooked up. That, that, yeah, hey, look, you got to be blessed. But, but look uh, for and that's why I'm that's why I'm giving it back. So network, network, that, network, <laughs> network. Talk with people. 
You know, Definitely. be curious, be have curiosity. Ask questions. That I think that's what happened. I asked a lot of questions. I actually asked a question uh, to this guy, Ken Sandler. At the time, he was like King Exchange. Like he was writing books for Microsoft Exchange at the time. And it was like Exchange 4.0. And um, the city had uh, Novell Netware 4.1 and GroupWise. And he, they were working on a project with the company that took me on next, Meridian Resources, which was a consultant firm. Mm-hmm. They had a, a, a contract at uh, the city. And honestly, I took my time after work and just sat with him. This guy was, he just showed me the ropes. I, I, I had a liking to the group-wise, the male portion. What were you doing at work at the time? On. Yep. No, yep. what were you doing at work at the time? Oh, if you're sitting out, if you're sitting for free after. I, I, was, I was just a help desk guy working. Running well, let's not shoot down the help desk, guys. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying. I, yeah, I was just covering while people were out playing golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just covering. But yeah, I was, I was, that's how they actually looked at me too. Like, yeah, just the help desk guy. But you're right. I, I, I just worked down. Um, and honestly, one skill, that's a great point you made. Because one skill I think I learned from that that's carried me on now is the people part. You, you learn how to deal with people. The end users. Yep. Just understand their frustrations. You understand what makes them, again, how sometimes IT prevents their job from being done. You, you can connect with that. And as you move up in the ranks, you hear those problems and you have more of a heart to get into the bottom of it. What's the most common frustration What's the common? How about this? What's the most common problem that businesses have in technology? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you've got you've got companies that see technology as a business force multiplier. They've got the right applications. They've got the right systems in place. It's keep it simple, stupid. The technology is simple. It's easy to use. And then you've got other companies. What's the most common problem? that most companies have that the IT guys can come in and be just feel like, wow, I can't believe you're doing this. That's stupid. I really think is uh, the collaboration with the IT team. Hmm. I see, I see a lot of companies um, who treat IT as a separate entity. So when that happens, I see a lot of times your marketing team buys their own software and engineering buys their own software. And like then a shadow IT. IT. Exactly. And what happens is IT wants to have single sign-on throughout the company globally, but how can you do that if you get a software, somebody buys a software that isn't compatible with your single sign-on vendor or, you know, who you're using, but nobody talked, had that conversation, but that this now and this software that they purchase is mission critical for their purpose. So you can't get rid of it. So now you have this hodgepodge and you never really have that continuity that you want to be able to support your network. That's that's where I've seen when you had control to be able to, not control, I'll say once you had that collaboration where they looked at IT as a business unit and they run those decisions together, I think that's the most successful I've seen businesses. So let's, let, let's put together a, a trip talk checklist mm-hmm. for almost like a, almost like a, 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 a top five um, we could go in and we could do some consulting and we could say, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, on a scale of one to 10, how well do you believe sales slash operations slash whatever collaborates with IT? Mm-hmm. You know so what I mean? How like, would you get that collaboration? 
Yeah, how would we? Yeah, how would we even measure that one? You know. But anyways, collaboration number one. Um, what's number two? Uh, Let's do a top five. Top five. I say collaboration definitely with the business. Uh, two, uh, buy in. Um, you you need the business to buy into which the, that idea that we again need to collaborate that we need to be together on a decision. Um, because again, without that buy-in, they're going to still make their own moves. And then uh, I would say third, you need, uh, I think you need a strong uh, uh, executive management on the, on the IT side. One that isn't afraid to speak up and say no if they have to, and one that's going to stand strong on the suggestions. Is that from a, a business leadership standpoint, from someone that knows and understands like the vision of the company, the purpose of the business? Are you saying from that standpoint? Yeah, so it, I would say the whole leadership team. So you do probably have that CEO who knows the vision of the company, but I think whoever is the CTCIO or CTO or CISO, yeah. they have to be able to step up in those situations and say, hey, I know we want to go this direction, but we got to do this because X. And be able to sell that ticket. You just said sales and IT in the same sentence. <laughs> do you That's think I, do you think man. IT guys are afraid of selling? Do you think a lot of IT guys are afraid to sell or don't know how to I, sell or think it's something other than what it really is? I, I think that last. I think they. Uh, I really think we believe we're doing something that we're not, that we we think we aren't sales guys, but you really are selling these solutions to the business. Okay. Collaboration with IT, buy-in, executive management, selling IT, being able to sell IT. What other major massive gaping holes do we do companies have? I think uh, communication from IT. I've seen very successful uh, businesses when it's transparency. Huh. A lot of times I've, I've seen IT, again, things happen. Um, is it bad communication? Is it, and when I say bad communication, I'm sorry, maybe it's like a... Mm. Just not enough. Uh, think about it. Uh, mm. Maintenance, maintenance windows, right? We don't, you don't have a good team that communicates and saying, hey, we're going to take down the freaking ERP system and Tomorrow. I see those maintenance that's, that's emails all the time. People see those maintenance emails all the time. Hey, by the way, on uh, two o'clock in the morning, on whatever night, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Most people are like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but, it, and again, I think that's all about the communication from IT. And I think that's more than just maintenance that has to come in how you put it out there, whether that's, say, it's SharePoint, right? Uh-huh. We have to be consistent on what we're doing. If that's a, a monthly security reminder, you, you just get used to reading things from IT where you're reading. Somebody, again, make, it has to have buy-in. And it goes right back to your five, right? You're coming right back down to five. I need to pull these people in. I got to capture you. How do we capture them? That content, that communication. Now, again, that, that changes. Um, like last, what was it? October, we had a security awareness um, month. So we had different programs we ran all month. We might do slides all week. Um, we might do some SharePoint emails. So again, you're used to seeing things from IT. So you're not just, again, you get these weird emails. Hey, yeah, we're going to take this server down at two in the morning. Who cares? Right? Nobody, nobody really cares until they wake up 
and that application isn't working in the morning. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so I think also communication, talking to the right people. You're right. I'm not going to blast the email out to the, the whole company because I'm taking down engineering. Service. I'm just trying to think of the last company that I ever worked for in the real corporate corporate world where I knew, actually knew, any of the IT guys, any of them. And I worked in technology companies and I worked in technology companies. Technology. So think about it. If you walk around my company and you ask them who I am, and not just saying that because whatever, or anybody on my team, that was a thing. Now, when I first came on, they, they did not like that, right? Because most IT people, they don't want to go around and making no face drops. And hey, if I can solve your <laughs> issue remotely, you know, if I can RDP to your desktop and take Who didn't like that? Who didn't like that? What yeah, right. <laughs> Are you saying end users didn't like that? Or no, other no, no, or no. other people in IT, they're like, no, wait, it's like this guy's going to take my job. Support don't want to go. You don't want to go touch a desk, right? You want to. Most people want to do everything remote. Hands off. Okay. And and I and I just promoted it a different way. I think you have to, again, the more you get, I put a face to it, the more you do phishing campaigns, right? The more you put a face to it, the more people are aware. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, hey, let me listen to what Keith has to say versus this is another one on damn emails that IT is sending to inform me about nothing I care about. But that, it's, it's, it's a slide to that, right? The holiday parties. We got to show up and dress up. Yeah, I know the geek. The geeks don't never really do that, but we gotta come out and and do the company things that integrates us in part of our communication. It gets us in again. Now we're doing our lunch and learn. More people going to come out. Oh, I like lunch and learn. That's a great idea. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Lunch and learn is good. Who doesn't want to come in for burritos? Gotta love it. Nacho Please. station, taco station, whatever. I'm hungry right now. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Lunch and learn. You know, it's just way underrated. The lunch and learn. Just, you know, it's it'll never get old. The lunch and learn. Okay. So we got IT communication. First of all, you're really not the geek. I know you're not. You're already good looking. You dress up well <laughs> and you play golf. So you know what I mean? <laughs> I had a I had a manager once that was like, you know why we're better? We were like, why? I don't know. Why? Why are we better? And he was like, because we're better looking. We're better. And number three, we're better looking. We're better looking. <laughs> I was like, what? It made no sense Appreciate whatsoever. It. And that's really not why we were better. Um, <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah. Uh, it was great. All right, we got, fi- we got five things. We got, and what's interesting is most of them are the theme here. If you, uh, for people out there listening, the theme is, uh, some I would say connect, discover, and respond with people. Um, yeah. We've got collaboration, uh, collaboration with IT to avoid uh, ridiculous silos that you end up getting thrown in your lap that you don't want to manage, like some crazy program that uh, we can't log into with single sign-on because some sales guy and marketing department uh, just thought it would be cool to, I don't know, throw up click funnels or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Some other application. Okay. We've got <clears throat> a buy-in in general. Um, just getting people's buy-in to work, I guess, with IT. Period. Any type yeah, of buy-in. Any type of buy-in. Yep. We're um, trying to, you know, I, I just, you know, dual factor authentication or any of this type of stuff, uh, uh, 
you know, how we sign into programs and everything, you're going to, it's, it's going to take buy-in from people to start doing things the way that they didn't do them for years, which yeah, created a massive security <laughs> hole. Um, the ability to sell IT and to probably, for a lot of people, it's probably to the ability, it, really what that is, this is what it comes down to. This is the ability to step out of your comfort zone and learn a skill that you probably never wanted to learn, which would be the ability to ask questions and push people and to push for approval on things uh, and to not turn your tail and run away the second your IT budget gets shot down immediately. It's like the first time you ask for a raise. I remember the very first job I ever had was washing dishes and I asked for a raise and he was like, nope. And I was like, okay. Goodbye. It's like, what do I do after this? <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, uh, I could have at least, you know, if I, and then if I had just known the advice I was giving to everyone years and years later, the, the question would be, why? Just ask mm-hmm. why. Why can't yeah. I raise? Uh, but I just ran away. Um, okay. So, the, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that comfort zone thing. Uh, I kind of like Tim Ferriss's idea. He has these little exercises you have to do in the four-hour work week. I think it was a four-hour work week years ago. And one of them is you just have to go down, like walk down the middle of the street and lay down in the middle of the street and play dead for like 30 seconds. Like just pass out on the ground and play dead and just, you know, be able to deal with what people are doing like, in the, in, the, like in the middle of, the, yeah, you know, like what, what's going to happen. All right. Um, IT communication. IT needs to communicate more with people. That's point four. We need a fifth one. What's that? Fifth one. Fifth one. Make companies keep it simple. I think you made that point. Um, the, the the again the less convoluted your systems are, um, the less vendors you got to bring into the mix because everybody you know do the finger pointing too. Ooh, finger pointing. Uh, that's like yep. that. That's that's like near and dear to my heart. That's like, you know, the phones aren't working because of the internet provider. Well, no, it's, it's yep. not, it's not us. We're clearly, we, our latency and, and, and jitter is, is perfect and we haven't exactly. had any outages. So it's clearly your phone vendor. So back, call them. Well, no, it's not them. It's your, it's your, your, your cabling guy, it's your MSP that came in and did the punch down block wrong or something like this. Everything looks good till the leg. We'll send the lek out. Yeah, the lek will be out in five hours. So yeah, no. I never understood that when I first got into when I first got into this this thing called the uh, the ISP world and, and telecom stuff. I didn't. I don't understand. What do you mean the last mile? Like, what do you mean? I don't get it. What do you mean Verizon deri- delivers the last mile? Why wouldn't you just be with Verizon then? I don't get it. Well, you don't understand because like we got our own network and it's better and it's managed and we've got a knock and we can deliver all these other applications. Why do we have to use Verizon? People don't get that, you know. Like, in their data center, like, all right. <laughs> so that's, uh, so simplification. How do we simplify vendors? What's your vendor philosophy? My vendor philosophy. What, um, why do you, what vendors do you like working with? So if I asked every IT manager what his f- top four hatreds are in life, one of them is um, vendors that are 
slow to respond or don't jive well or don't vibe well with your IT team or take days to respond or when you call them, they act really stupid. Um, this is one of the top four things that IT guys hate. <laughs> yeah. Would you agree that that's one of them? Like, you know, poor vendor support. Poor vendor support. I, I think one that um, very difficult to work with uh, AT&T can't get nobody on the phone. Man, that's the second episode in a row that someone said AT&T. And AT&T. by the way, AT&T, I'm a fan. Just want to let you know. Uh, not a fan of calling 1-800. I'm not a fan of calling 1-800 Go Pound Sand Option 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 26, 7, 8, 9, 10. Wait an hour and then go somewhere else. But I am a fan of partnering with you and providing good customer care that um, is not 1-800 Go Pound Sand. So we will use you as the last mile. <laughs> Hey, and don't and don't get me wrong. I mean, we we got places out, man. We we love AT and T. We use the services when it's working. It's working. Um, just to support. Yeah, yeah it's tough. To be long for it on, on that side. I uh, I've told this story a thousand times. I'm going to tell it to you this time. I went in for a job interview once. It was completely teed up for me. It's like who you know, right? Like hookups, right? Yeah. Who you've been hooked up. Yeah. I was really hooked up for this job interview. I was hooked. Up. I went uh-huh. into the job interview and Donna Wank, if you're out there listening, you probably haven't heard this, but I'll tag you on link. I'll tag you. I'll tag you. Donna Wank was there. She's like, Phil, um, I don't know whether I should be interviewing you or you should be interviewing me because I believe you should have this job. <laughs> before I was like, before I was even in the interview, I was like trying not to smile. Uh, but I was like, okay, let's see how, what, how much money am I going to ask for? How much money? Uh, what? Hey, you went back to those dishwasher days. It was like, <laughs> I'm not going to blow this one. <laughs> but I asked her, I said, I was like, okay, so, um, I guess, uh, why should I come work for you? Because we suck less. That was her answer. I was like, fair enough. Where do I sign? It's like, fair enough. That's the honest, most honest answer I've ever heard. Somebody could be that real with you. From a telecom company, you know, for honestly, like the, we, and that's the sad thing. That's the sad thing about, a lot of the massive vendors that we have to deal with. You know, the, the AT&Ts, the Verizons, we, I call them the usual suspects. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, it's really about how do we kind of manage and navigate this bureaucracy of people. And you just need to know that. You need to know that kind of, that's, that's my day job. My day job is to just know these bureaucracies. That's, and get it's not that it, it's not that I'm smarter than anyone else. It's not that I'm technically smarter than anyone else. It's just that I've chose to know all of these companies and act on my IT director's best uh, behalf, act on their behalf and tell them, like, when you go to do vendors this way, you need to do it this way. You need to do it with a special team. You need to do it with a special team of people that provide you enterprise level support and can navigate all of these companies that um, are quite frankly mediocre when it comes to customer service. Hey, I, I definitely, uh, that's a dope service you provide because uh, we, we actually use somebody up this way uh, to do to do exactly that because I've been burnt, right? You, you can't just go out there and pick, say, hey, I want 50 yeah. megs, 100 megs, a gig circuit and yeah. just say, hmm, I'll, I'll pick somebody. You, you got to know 
It's free, somebody by the way. Knows yeah. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is, and uh, you have to have uh, you have to have good advisors. You have to have people that are really what, what we would call carrier agnostic. Um, so absolutely biased. We want biased people for sure. Um, but yeah. So okay, simplification. That would be. I guess that would be simplifying life. So, Keith. Trip, we've got the top five collaboration with IT to avoid silos, which is more work for IT. If you have a bunch of silos, you got to manage. Uh, buy in with IT to make your job just easier. People know who you are, they like you, they listen to your message, they respect you. Uh, because number three, you're really good at selling. You have executive management. You have a you have some sort of leadership vision team. Uh, you're able to sell IT. You number four uh, have a team collectively that communicates more than m- more than needed. More than needed. Let's just say if if you haven't communicated, if you if you don't know if you've communicated enough, communicate some more and simplifying things as much as possible uh, just in general because that makes sense I think people over people can tend to overcomplicate things IT why does if you have that engineering mindset you can definitely tend to overcomplicate things you always overcook it you know somebody comes out with a new technology and it's like that boat's on well and then you look back at it three years later and you're like, man, we could have just used this module within this software that we already own <laughs> instead of this bolt on it. Now I got to manage and now that management turned crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about all kinds of random things. What's the, if you had a, um, I did hit record a long time ago, by the way. So if we decide right, that we cool, want to cool. make this into it, <laughs> by the way, you are being recorded. Um, the, uh, so we're going to, so we'll make this conversation into an episode, but if you had, uh, what, what do you want to send out there to the listeners out there? Um, One piece of advice, IT advice, um, whether it be for the youth or, you know, whatever it is. Do you have a youth group? Do you have a, a group of youth that listen to you that we can send this out to and we can say, like, what can we do? What can we give back? Uh, we just we just give it out to the whole channel. And, and, and really, the only thing I, w- I would give back is, especially on the IT side, it's a big world. And I think it's a big enough world for everybody that wants to jump, jump in. If I people want to here, put it this way. I, when I first started out in this technology world, I started out in a, again, Cisco startup sales organization. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can still remember the, when we, when I came to DC and opened up an office in Northern Virginia, it was in Mm -hmm. uh, Reston. And I can remember the recruiter. So we had a recruiter that came from Colorado. I had come from Colorado at the time, originally from Massachusetts. But I remember sitting down with the recruiter and we were talking about the different types of people. Because there's all these, you know, you have like college kids basically fill out these forms and, you know, whatever their psychological, like this person's going to be good for the job, right? And you get, I just had to take whoever they gave me on my team, which was like 20 people. And I could look right away out at the parking lot. I could look at their cars. I could look at whatever it was. 
And I can remember this one girl from Baltimore with two car seats in the back of the car. And I was like, that girl's hungry. She's going to be good. Already. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like she's going to be, she's good. This guy's going to be hungry, this, that. And, and she was. So I guess that would be one thing too, is there's a lot of ways to get started out in technology from the ground mm-hmm. up. Even if it's like, you know, you're, you're in Comcast territory. A lot of people yeah. go get a job at Comcast. Comcast, all these knocks coming up, man. You know, cybersecurity. I started out in a, I remember my first job in a, in a, in a call center working for Quest yeah. Wireless uh, out in, in uh, Denver. Loved it. Yeah. It was better than, I was working on dropping wings before and working at restaurants and working the drive-thru. And uh, the call center was like, I was like, I can sit down in this job and talk on the phone. This is amazing. And you learn, man. And then you learn something else. And like you said, it's, I just think it's so much opportunity. And I'm just encouraging everybody to just go after it. It's there. I'm the same guy as you. I knew nothing. You took I golf lessons? Maybe take golf lessons. I took golf lessons. <laughs> I'm not a college graduate. It works. I'm telling you. You just, you just got to apply yourself. Now, you got to do some learning. You got to do some work. I'm not saying it's easy in my, my fellow ITers. But uh, it's also not rocket science. Go get it. I do have that conversation a lot, whether you need a college education, whether you even need a master's degree, whether certifications count. Um, there's a big debate around that. Certifications, um, I, I'm, I won't lie, right? I'm, a, I'm like you. When I came up, I came up in Cisco in the 2000s to start my VOIP experience. So, you know, back then, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, that was like, you know, God, right? But now with all of these, you know, being a manager now, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at people coming in with all of these CCMPs, but don't even know how to subnet. It's like, you know, you can go out there and pass any test you want by test and memorize it. So I don't know if it holds as much. But again, for you, I think personally, if you, you know, hey, you're doing it the right way, you're trying to learn, you're using it for your mark and your bar, definitely go out and get your search. Um, but I don't think, don't think you have to go and get it to be able to secure yourself a job in this space. I think that's all. I, maybe it gets you a better opportunity to get that interview. But again, just like you said, man, you might find somebody that knows somebody that'll give you a shot just by, you know, experience. Personally, I don't believe you need, personally, I just need you, I, I just believe you need to be really good at technology because if I was a CEO of a company mm-hmm. and I was hiring someone for technology, I want someone that knows what they're doing, has legitimate experience and can show how they've increased productivity in a company. Don't care if you have a college. I don't, I don't care if you have a degree or not. It's all about, like you said, it's all about numbers, right? If you can produce numbers from that IT space. And that goes back to if we can integrate ourselves in business, right? Because before we weren't showing those numbers, that's selling. Mm. We weren't, we weren't telling them how we were saving money. We, we, we on the other side of that, how much money we spending? Can I have more? Mm. And yeah, again, the people that worked really hard in school and worked their butt off and got straight A's, not all of them got the highest paying job. We know that. Nope. So, too bad. Um, Keith Trip. Uh, everyone, Google Trip Talk Tech. Did I get that right? Trip Talk Tech. You did, man. I appreciate it. Google you. Trip Talk Tech. Thank you so much, man. Hey, man. I thank you, man. I appreciate the time.